Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The wild, wonderful, and very queer world of Chinese radio dramas. Written by Jin Zhao. Published in Sub-China. Read for you by Kaiser Guo. After Officer Lee bugs the home of a homicide suspect, Lei Zi, and his same-sex partner, Guan Hui Liang, he goes to another building and listens in. But instead of useful information related to the case, the couple starts to discuss the finer points of lubrication. Emotionally drained by their hours-long lovemaking session, Lee takes a cold shower, smokes a few cigarettes, and falls asleep while still eavesdropping. When he wakes up, it is early morning. One last time, Guan whispers on the transistor. Lee explodes in frustration and smashes something. I love you, Guan Huiliang. Lady's voice comes through the device. Guan Huiliang, I love you. This was the final scene of Passage d'Enfer, Min Fu Zhi Lu, a Chinese radio drama that ran from 2019 to 2020 in which a kidnapper and his hostage fall in love and become each other's savior. The drama is available for free on Miss Evan, a Chinese audio streaming platform and mobile app known for its large selection of radio dramas. In China, depictions of homosexual relationships are banned from TV and films. For instance, the hit television series Word of Honor, Shan He Ling, adapted from a Danmei, or Boys Love, BL, web novel, became a phenomenon within and beyond the borders of China earlier this year. It has since been removed from all video platforms in China for reasons unrelated to its content. But the same-sex romance central to the original text, though insinuated through poetic dialogue and the character's subtle body movements, was overtly presented as a platonic friendship to circumvent China's censors. This practice of changing homosexual relationships into platonic ones is common enough in such TV adaptations of Danmei web novels, Dan Gaiju, that Chinese viewers gave it a name slathered with satire. Socialist Brotherly Love Radio dramas, however, have so far escaped these restrictions. Instead of socialist brotherly love, Unflinching portrayals of romantic love and sex between men are the norm. While male characters on the screen aren't allowed to share a kiss, in radio dramas, they can fall in love, have sex, get married, and even have children together. As unlikely as it seems, this space that offers considerable freedom for creativity, expression, and depictions of alternative lifestyles does exist in China. But for how long? The Origins of Zhong Zhua I've listened to radio dramas in the past, the kind from radio stations. They were very different from our radio dramas, 
says the voice actor who goes by Ya Cejun, one of the stars of Passage d'Enfer. In the world of radio drama, Ya Cejun is a heartthrob to tens of thousands of fans and has appeared in more than 300 episodes since 2012 as a character voice, CV. In real life, he is a 34-year-old architect from the eastern city of Qingdao. Like many in the circle, he does not mix the two worlds. Radio dramas in the past were more like audiobooks with multiple character voices, heavily relying on voiceover narration to tell the story, he explains. But Zhong Zhua, a linguistic hybrid of Chinese and Japanese English that means Chinese radio drama, is more dynamic. The less voiceover narration there is, the better, and the scenes are constructed with post-production sound effects and voice acting, Ya Cejun says. When it is done well, the effects can deliver a rich, immersive auditory experience. The new form of radio drama emerged online in China in the early 2000s, when fans of Japanese anime, manga, and video games started to dub Japanese anime into Chinese and make dramatic audio presentations of scripted stories. These communities grew into a full-fledged subculture around 2005, when online radio drama societies, organized by enthusiasts, appeared and quickly grew in numbers. These societies recruited their own production staff and talent who collaborated to produce radio dramas and released them online for free. These are known as web dramas, Wang Peiju, in contrast with the professionally produced commercial dramas, Shang Peiju, that came later. These creators spent time, labor, and often cash on recording equipment, studio time, music, and other services, and made no money from their productions. What they did was, as they like to say, generate power out of love. As the quantity and quality of production improved, and its loyal fan base grew, Danmei radio dramas began attracting investment from audio platforms and commercial voiceover studios that previously only served TV and film. In 2017, Miss Evan ushered in the era of paid radio dramas with Sha Polang, Xiang Jianhuan, and Sa Ye, all co-produced with professional voice studios. In 2018, Miss Evan was bought by Bilibili, one of the biggest video streaming platforms in China, for more than 1 billion yuan, $154 million. The same year, the company released The Founder of Diabolism, Mo Dao Zu Shi, which merely two months into streaming attracted 53,000 paid listeners, grossing over $2 million. The success of Miss Evan caught the attention of other established players like Shimalaya, China's largest online audio platform. The platform opened a module specifically for radio dramas in 2017, and later began producing non-Danmei programs that cater to a general audience, such as Liu Cixin's The Three-Body Problem, Sanqi, 2019. Hongdou FM, an audio live-streaming platform, launched audio streaming app Manbo in 2020, with radio dramas as its main content, in direct competition with Miss Evan. Despite this move toward a more general taste, Danmei remains the most popular genre in radio dramas. 
At the time of this writing, Dan May Seasons accounted for 19 of the top 20 most followed lists on Miss Evan. 71 Dan May Seasons compared to only 4 boy-girl BG romance seasons have more than 10 million plays. Topping the most played list is the founder of Diabolism, Mo Dao with each season exceeding 100 million plays. The phenomenon seems exclusive to boys' love dramas. Bai He, a genre that depicts romances between two women, is even less popular than BG romances. The most popular Bai He drama on Miss Evan is Miss Gu and Miss Chu, Gu Xiaojie He Chu Xiaojie, 2018-2021, which has 3.6 million plays. Even on Simalaya, which has a much broader audience than Miss Evans' younger, more female-dominant audience, to whom Dan May content most appeals, six of the ten most popular radio dramas are of the Dan May genre. Today, 6,061 radio drama societies are listed on chinadraw.com, a website dedicated to collecting and archiving information related to Chinese radio dramas. The majority of the creations are of the Danmei variety. Some of the big societies, such as Jueyi Tongren, Jiandao Juan, and Shuian Lingyin, are known in the circle as Danmei societies, predominantly, if not exclusively, producing gay-themed content. Insatiable Demand for Danmei Ironically, censorship has played an important role in this development. Danmei radio dramas were able to grow 10 years ago because there was no such content on television or in movies, says a scriptwriter known as Yu Xian, a 30-something who works a finance job in Shanghai. She identifies herself as a funyu, literally rotten woman, slaying for a straight woman who was a Danmei fan and a senior one at that. Now, a lot of television adaptations of Danmei novels are being produced, but not many have been shown, she says. This is still a controlled area. Dan Gaiju has become hugely successful since they began popping up in 2015. These shows have played the boundary ball by replacing depictions of same-sex relations with socialist brotherly love while preserving homoerotic undertones to attract Danmei fans. In the past two years, hit series like The Untamed, Chen Qingling, 2019, based on the same novel as The Founder of Diabolism, and Word of Honor, Shan He Ling, 2021, have propelled the Dangaiju genre to the top of profit-making web television genres, and the year 2021 has been called the inaugurating year of Dangaiju, with at least 80 Dangaiju in production or set to stream. In September, however, in a dramatic turn of events, the National Radio and Television Administration, NRTA, called to reject the trend of adapting Danmei novels to television, among other pan-entertainment phenomenon, which has led to concern that a ban of Dangaiju may follow. For now, the popularity of Dangaiju, even as the watered-down versions of the Danmei novels they are based on, is a testament to the public's appetite for Danmei content. Radio dramas have filled the void left by TV for many Danmei fans who want more sensory representations of the stories they love. Meanwhile, radio dramas have always been allowed considerably more creative freedom than TV or web streaming. 
Part of the reason is because it's believed to be a niche form of media. According to Big Data Research, a Chinese consulting firm based in Beijing, Shimalaya, the biggest audio platform, has about 172 million monthly active users as of March, and Miss Evan, the eighth biggest audio platform, has about 1.6 million. In comparison, as of January 2021, iQiyi, one of the largest video streaming services in China, has 569 million monthly active users. Authorities are not directly involved in the production process of radio dramas, unlike in broadcasting, publishing, and now web video streaming. However, the onus is on the platforms and shows themselves. If they are reported for inappropriate content, the platforms can get in trouble. In 2018, a group of video audio streaming sites, including Bilibili and Miss Evan, were invited for tea, a euphemism for being questioned by authorities, with the Office of National Anti-Piracy and Pornography Working Committee for hosting pornographic and vulgar ASMR, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, content. Afterwards, videos of people whispering into a camera were banned on these platforms. The Dangling Sword of Censorship To radio drama creators, especially non-commercial creators like Yu Xian, it is important to stay up to date with the latest regulations. We know the boundaries well, Yu Xian says. We can't touch politics, and the story can't involve minors. That's it. You can't cross the red line, and if you're not promoting justice, at least you can't let bad guys win or be too negative. Standards vary across platforms. For the platforms with large flow like Miss Evan and Manbo, or others like QQ Music and NetEase, it's very hard to say who is the most lax because they have different focuses, Yuxian says. Sometimes the standard can seem arbitrary. Take kissing, for instance, she says. Some may think eight seconds is okay and let you pass, but some others may think five seconds is too long and must be reduced to four seconds. The risk of being censored also varies depending on the source material. If a drama is adapted from a web novel, either through Jinjiang literature, Jinjiang Wenxue, or Changpei literature, Changpei Wenxue, the story should have already been approved by these platforms and isn't likely to have any principal issues. For an original script, one has to be careful what not to write, Yu Xian says. But adaptations are not necessarily free of risks. Jinjiang Literature, a leading source of Danmei web novels for radio drama adaptation, was investigated by authorities and ordered to clean up its pornographic content multiple times in 2018 and 2019. In 2019, 15-day suspensions were levied on the website twice due to content deemed inappropriate. The trend, as in many other media sectors, is toward increasingly tightening control. Abrupt removal of content has become more common. After an episode is removed, it is up to the production team to re-edit and re-upload. Or not, in some cases. For Yu Xian, it was devastating to see a large proportion of the shows she co-produced, 70% to 80% of them, she estimates, removed in the last three years. Or, as she and those in the inner circle preferred to say, harmonized. Many of Yatsujin's older dramas have also been removed from Miss Evan, Bilibili, and Cloud Servers. I think tighter censorship is already happening, he says, 
and now when we make a show, we won't make anything too risque. I don't know about others, but it was obvious to me these past few years because a lot of my work is quite risque. Yet, even in shows that have been re-edited, bold, erotic scenes still exist. The re-edited version of Passage d'Enfer, for instance, has allowed all the sex scenes to remain, just in shortened and less explicit, e.g. less moaning, forms. In Huang Jintai, a radio drama that Ya Cijun stars in on Miss Evan, erotic scenes can be found in most of the episodes, including masturbation and intercourse. Artfully done, these scenes are able to pass censors while still creating the desired mental images for listeners. Of course, nothing is certain, and no drama is absolutely safe. There is no guarantee that shows like Huang Jintai will not be taken down in the future. But to media creators in China, that is part of the deal, forever testing boundaries and negotiating a creative space with their work. Ya Jun even sees the tightening standards for sexualized content as a positive development. Risque content should be of service to the story, he says. It's not that the listeners are here for this. If one only likes to listen to this, there are many other avenues for it, and they don't have to listen to radio dramas. How true that actually is, is debatable. In Huang Jintai, for instance, whenever an erotic scene comes on, there's a flurry of bullet comments, a feature Miss Evan adapted from Billy Billy's video player that fly across the audio player. Despite the omnipresent specter of censorship, there is much optimism that a relatively free space for Danme radio dramas will be allowed to exist in the foreseeable future. The future of Danme radio dramas depends on the government's general policies on the LGBTQ plus community, Yu Xian says. I think barring extreme cases, such as serious events that involve a lot of people in the community, the general trend will be open and relaxed. Future regulations targeting Dan Gaiju may affect Danmei radio dramas, she believes, but so far, there has been no regulatory action to close up this space. This is such a heavy topic, says Xiao Kei, a 26-year-old CV who works as a financial analyst in Kunming. Carefully choosing his words, he says, maybe when some things have grown too big, grown in influence, or touched certain major issues, they will be regulated. Shifting tone, he continues, Personally, I think as long as there's a balance, it's all good. Let people who are intellectually mature and open have access to Danme content, but maybe put some restrictions on minors who are not as mature. It may be hard for those on the outside to see where this optimism comes from, but it would be a hasty assumption that it is disingenuous and not a form of sincere sense of social responsibility and trust in the government. Regardless of how other creators view censorship, no one has a choice but to comply, because the price of doing otherwise is simply too high. When you make a show, it's not great if you get a call from the police inviting you to have tea, Ya Jun says. You probably wouldn't even be able to release a show if it is too risque. You make a show not just to entertain yourself, you hope more people can hear it. As to his shows that have been taken down, Yatsujin says with a kind of calm acceptance, some of them might have been too risque, but some really were okay. It's just every editor has a different standard. The production teams didn't re-edit them, so they're gone. Question about representation. In Japan, 
where the boys' love BL genre originated, there was a fierce debate among feminists in the early 1990s about the genre's treatment of same-sex relationships. BL stories were treating gay sex frivolously, fetishizing gay people, and fantasizing about and imposing aesthetic norms upon them, wrote Fujimoto Yukari, a Japanese professor who studies gender and representation in manga. The disconnect between the BL genre, mostly created and consumed by straight cis women, and the lived reality of the LGBTQ plus community has also been scrutinized by Chinese scholars and activists. Distinguished from queer literature, yet not mutually exclusive, Danmei fiction is often seen as perpetuating a patriarchal structure and heteronormative gender roles. Dangaiju are viewed by many critics and LGBTQ plus activists as queerbaiting, hinting at queer relationships without actually portraying them so as to bring in viewers and profits, while complying with both government censorship and mainstream culture. Danmei radio dramas have certainly inherited some of these issues. The main characters in these shows are often beautiful, wealthy, and powerful men, such as generals in period shows and CEOs in modern shows. Their relationships are often idealized without addressing the real-life struggles of the LGBTQ community. On the darker side, sexual and domestic violence and disregard of consent are often normalized in portrayals of relationships characterized as romantic, which is particularly discomforting in a post-MeToo world. Stories with a happy ending are the norm, though in some cases it means that a couple has to stay in an abusive relationship. On the other hand, Danmei radio programs involve a more diverse group of people in its production out of necessity, if not anything else. Even though the behind-the-scenes production staff largely consists of straight women, the majority of CVs are men. In fact, the popularity of Danmei radio dramas has prompted concerns about the lack of job opportunities and unequal pay for women CVs in a field where women have long faced educational and employment discrimination. Asked what he thinks about straight people telling gay people's stories, Yatsujin, who is straight, takes a moment to think before answering. We should focus on the story itself. This theme happens to be romance between two men. There is no need for us to identify who we do this for. I think to do that actually shows disrespect to the gay community. His attitude is echoed by others interviewed for this story, some of whom seemed genuinely surprised by the question. Would you expect a criminal to play a criminal? One asked rhetorically. An Escape from Reality As a teen and into his young adult years, Xiao Ke, who is gay, consumed a lot of Danmei fiction and anime. He started voice acting in Danmei radio dramas in 2013 when he was in college, and since then he has done more than 200 episodes. It comes natural to him, he says. With a clear, boyish voice, Xiao Ke often plays sweet, upbeat, and sometimes clueless sunny boys on radio dramas. I am a sunny boy, he says cheerfully, and then adds a caveat, that is, when I'm with my friends. I'm more professional when I'm at work. One of the recent dramas that Xiao Ke started is called The Days When I'm Married to the Boss. The main character is a young boss in charge of a family business 
who marries his same-sex assistant in a ploy to fend off pressure from his family. The couple fall in love and live happily ever after. If it's too realistic, no one will want to listen, Shao Kei says. I agree that most dramas are too idealistic compared to real life, but dramas are elevated above real life to become creative artifacts. Of course, The Days When I'm Married to the Boss doesn't represent all Danmei radio dramas or even necessarily Shao Kei's work. Notes from Hung Jiang, Hung Jiang Ji Shi, 2017, of which he is the writer, producer, director, and star, is a more realistic story of two young men who meet and fall in love in Shao Kei's hometown in Sichuan province. Happy New Year, Zi Qingzhou. Xinian Kuaila, Zi Qingzhou, 2019 produced and adapted by Xiao Kei from a web novel, tells the story of two young men from very different backgrounds in a fictional town wedged between two powerful states, a political allegory of some sort. He's proud of both dramas, but the number of plays they get is a fraction of The Happy Days When I'm Married to the Boss. The original novel might be too deep, Xiao Kei says about Happy New Year Zi Qingzhou, and some listeners might not understand it. This is not surprising. Most people listen to radio dramas to escape from reality, not to experience or understand it. A lot of these listeners, young people, 43% of Miss Evan users are under 25, 65% under 30, are perhaps less interested in serious social commentary than entertainment when they put on their headphones. Ya Tsejun has starred in a series based on an autobiographical web novel by an author whose pen name is Black D, Twelve Years of Us, Wo He Ni, The Shi Er Nian, 2013-2020. From the first to the sixth and final episode, the series took seven years to make, and at one point was at risk of being unfinished, which is quite common among free web radio dramas. Not many people have listened to it, Yatsujin says, but I'm pretty proud of it. Like Beijing Comrades, Beijing Gushi by Beitong in the 1990s, whose film adaptation Lan Yu, 2001, has never been shown in the mainland theaters, though an unfinished radio drama adaptation is available on Miss Evan. Twelve Years of Us blurs the boundary between Danmei fiction and queer literature, touching on real issues such as sexual awakening, negotiating identities, cheating, and most important perhaps to the Chinese gay community, the difficulty of coming out to families. The story is based on the author's real experiences. Unlike Beijing Comrades, however, Twelve Years of Us has a happy ending. In fact, the author, now an executive working in Beijing, still lives with his partner, who is the inspiration for one of the protagonists in his novel. He shares snippets of their daily life on Weibo, testimony that, perhaps, after all, 21st century China is not E.M. Forster's Edwardian England. Two Very Different Worlds On Weibo, in addition to posts about his work as a CV, Xiao Kei shares with his more than 100,000 followers a diary-like account of his daily life with his partner, often with photos with cute clip arts over their faces to protect their identities. In the Zhongzhua circle, gay CVs who are as open about their sexual orientation as Xiao Kei, are rare. Of course, I'm afraid that some family members and friends will see my Weibo, he says. He has come out to some family members and friends, but not all. 
Some of their views can be too hard to change. You have to make choices. Coming out requires a lot of thinking. In real life, only a handful of people know that he is C.V. Shaokei. Sometimes I'm worried that my cover will be blown, he says with a laugh. People I know, co-workers or family members, have low tolerance for Danmei culture. The radio drama circle and my social circle are two very different worlds and have little overlap. Things can change, though. Despite their limitations and flaws, Danmei radio programs are making sexual minorities more visible to the public, especially to young people. This can potentially encourage understanding and acceptance in the long run. At least radio dramas send out a message, says Shaokei. It creates representations of the emotional life of those in this community through various means, characters, stories, and so on, and makes same-sex love more concrete, turning it into something that can be heard, understood, felt, and amplified, so at least it won't be strange or scary to others. But it is not the stigma of homosexuality that keeps creators from using their real identities. Those who make Danmei web dramas fear being judged harshly in a society as pragmatic as China's. Because they often work out of passion instead of financial motive, family and friends may perceive them as frivolous and indulgent instead of useful or productive. Family members of an older generation would think of this as overly indulging in trivial pleasures instead of striving for lofty ambitions, Xiao Kei says, using a Chinese idiom, wanwu sangzhi, that describes those who are considered failures. My parents know I do voice acting, but they don't know exactly what, says Ya Jun. They didn't understand it until I did some paid gigs and made money. They certainly won't approve of all my works. Still, he prefers taking unpaid gigs because they put less pressure on his already busy work schedule. I'm doing it for fun, he says. Many creators are concerned that their employers or co-workers would think of them spending so much time making homoerotic radio dramas instead of advancing their careers. My co-workers or supervisor may think that, say, some night when I don't respond to a work message, it's because I'm busy doing this. It'd be hard to explain, says Yu Xian. In China, the boundary between time for leisure and time for work is often not recognized. In a way, what these creators do adds another layer of queerness to radio dramas as it defies society's narrowly defined idea of productivity. Whether they are gay or straight, these people are in it for the aesthetics and pleasure of making something that they and their listeners enjoy. Like the radio dramas they create, at the center of it all is love. People love stories that they can relate to, that can touch them and comfort them, says Shao Ke. This makes me very happy.